Liberty Station is brought to you by my good friends at Devoted Capital, where they believe how you profit matters. They're dedicated to helping you align your investments with your values, empowering you to a life well-lived. Bryce Eddy here, coming from the Liberty Station studios, and um, I'm looking forward to this episode, but I think it's going to be a hard episode. So if you have not seen What is a Woman by Matt Walsh, I encourage you to go and see that documentary, um, because today's guest is Scott Nugent, who I think made that documentary as powerful as it is. And in fact, I burst into tears uh, listening to Scott, um, describe the trouble that we're in with this issue with transgendering kids. And so with that, Scott, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it very much. Well, I appreciate you because I know how hard it is to be doing what you're doing right now. And, you know, we've, we've had a couple of hours where we've got to hang out already and talk mm-hmm. a little bit about this. And I know you are running out of steam and energy, but you are so important to this fight. And you've kind of described that you're having to do this, like you are compelled to do this because of what's um, at stake right now. Mm-hmm. So with that, um, what, I, what I would love for you to describe is first, just give us a quick kind of biographical sketch of who you are. Okay. And, and you know, kind of how you got to be here. Mm-hmm. And, then, um, and then let's get into this issue. Um, you sure. said some amazing things, you know, backstage and what we we're talking about. And, uh, and you know, I'm going to remind you to, to, you know, get on some of that track. Okay. Right. But, but give us, you know, sort of that, that biographical sketch first. Well, sure. Um, well, I'm 49. I, I lesbian. Um, at 42, kind of came into a, a vulnerable place and kind of fell for what I call the uh, unicorn farts and the glitter bombs. And uh, questioned, well, maybe I was born in the wrong body too. Started to transition, and um, the last surgery I had, which was the uh, phallioplasty, um, which has a 67% complication rate, and it's it's a horrid surgery. And of course, all of transgender health is experimental, except for you know breast augmentations and mastectomies. Um, experience kind of complication after complication went from ER to ER. Did 17 months of a reoccurring infection, and I found myself uh, 17 months lost my job, my house, my car, my marriage, my everything, and was evicted from my apartment, lost my car the day before, and I, I woke up in my own uh, urine and blood and uh, realized that I was dying. And, you know, there was some, there was some comfort there um, until I thought of my kids. Yeah. And so it was at that moment um, that I went from, thank God this is almost over, to... I can't go anywhere. And so I made a, um, a lot of people don't know this, but I, I, I made a, um, a bargain with God. Um, now, I'm, I'm not a Christian. I'm, you know, I, I do know that there's a God. Uh, and I had a serious conversation with God on that day. And, and I, I promised that if we could figure out a way to make me better, if I could be here for my kids, that I would uh, speak out about this. And so I think the, intes- the intensity that people see is I'm just... Uh, I'm just a mom. I'm fighting for my kids. So, cause I'm yeah. here. Amen. Well, you know, um, I said this on, you know, one of the other shows when I had, uh, Mario presents from gays against groomers on here. Um, great guy 
uh, that, you know, we're co-belligerents in this cause, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, we, there's a, a ton of things that, you know, we disagree on. There's a ton mm-hmm. of things that we, you know, um, see differently. But we see this one issue um, for what it is. Mm-hmm. And this is a completely destructive ideology that is um, destroying children. And it's mm-hmm. going after kids right now. In, in really, I think, a, an incredible way, and, it's, and it seems to be like this um, massive infection in our government schools right now, mm-hmm. and amongst kids who are, are particularly vulnerable right now, because I think of what we went through with the pandemic, what is natural and normal in adolescence, the normal yeah. confusion and chaos that kids feel going through mm-hmm. puberty, and all those sort of things. And then you have this weird situation where I think adults are preying upon this. Mm-hmm. Some of them um, for their own, you know, ideologies. Some of them because there is money to be made, um, you know, in the uh, you know transition surgeries, um, you know, pharma. Oh, it's all, all, all about those money. things. It's all about money. Yeah, yeah we okay. can talk about, Yeah, but expand on that. Well, we've lost our grace, haven't we? Yeah, we, we've lost our grace as, as human beings. I, you know, I just spent the morning. In a church service, and I'm not a believer as you are. And there's probably lots of things that we don't agree on, but there's also lots of things that we do agree on. Yeah, amen. Um, and so when we've come to a place in society where, because you believe one way and I believe one way uh, about one subject, that mm-hmm. we can't come together and talk on others, we've really lost our our places. I agree. And we've gotten to a place where we have we have become so. So one way or the other, left, right, left, right, that we've left this huge blind spot. Um, and that huge blind spot has, has led us to, well, I don't know, butchering an entire generation of children uh, under the guise of love. So for me, I'll, I'll sit through stuff, and I, and I will listen to other people that I don't agree with 100% on different things, and I'll find the things I do agree on. Mm-hmm. Like Dr. Phil says, what do we agree on? Right. Well, unfortunately right now with the medicalization of children, you're not going to stop this without me. Because we, our society has gotten to a place where we don't listen to people that we think are supposed to be bigots. You're not. I've, I spent yeah. the morning with you. But in society, you are. So for this to stop, unfortunately, you have to push out us out front. You have, to, you have to lead from behind. Until we get over the mountain, then you guys can come around. But you need us right now. You need the rainbow. Yeah. Listen, I, I, I agree. Yep. I agree wholeheartedly on that. Um, because what, what I'm finding right now, so the um, the words of the people that are selling this mm-hmm. stuff right now, they're they're telling us that these kids are happier, you know, mm-hmm. after they transition. You know, well, of course they are in the beginning, and I'll talk about that. Yeah, and I and I, I want you to talk about. Yeah. But they're they're selling us these ideas, and I'm saying, well, wait a second, you know, mm-hmm. you're you're uh, showing us short term um, results from something that has long term implications. Well, absolutely, yeah. Well, here's the thing: reality is not bigotry. Transgenderism is cosmetic surgery. It doesn't cure anything. It's no different than getting your breasts done or getting a facelift or whatever. You do you if that makes you feel better. But don't make society have to live in some kind of delusion and don't have to go over after our kids so that you feel better about something that you've done. I'm a biological woman that will never, ever, 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 ever change. I took testosterone, which is a cross-sex hormone. I will never, ever, ever look like a woman again. That's what I've done. But reality is not bigotry. And we've gotten to that place where it is. And we've gotten to the place where we have some of the craziest people 
they're out front. I mean, the people that make absolutely no sense. I was just at the rally yesterday in Anaheim, and I was sitting there listening to these people, their rhetoric, and I'm like, these are people that are running the country. What in the hell is wrong with us? And something very interesting happened yesterday at the rally. The rainbow's coming out. We had lesbians. We had gay men. We had transgender people. We had detransition people. And we had no community. So you know what we were doing? We were walking around to everybody. We didn't, we, the, the gay and lesbian place didn't want us there. The evangelicals that were sent hellfire, they didn't want us there. The conservatives didn't want us there because we weren't conservative enough. The liberals didn't want us there because we were, but you know what? That's the people that need to be promoted right now. We are the people that will change things because we are nowhere. We don't belong anywhere. And thank God we don't. Because yeah. I can say, what's the truth and not? Yeah, um, so give me ex- um, some examples of that rhetoric that's being said on the other side. I mean, you know, I, obviously I'm hearing it, but, but from your perspective. Well, we're, we're, talking, about, um, we're talking about how uh, the one that is the biggest one, that is the biggest lie, is that if we don't medically transition these children, they're going to kill themselves. Yeah, and that's the that's the that's most big one, right? That's the most manipulatively evil thing I've ever heard. That yeah. they're telling parents because parents yeah. who are in the situation where you know they're getting caught up, uh, um, where their kids are, you know, in these vulnerable spots in these schools, being told that hey, the problems that you are facing, you, you're an outlier, you feel like you don't belong. The the here's the solution is what you know they're it's being criminal. told, right? Yep, it's criminal. And then the parents are, are who are saying, well, wait a second, you know, I, I, no, no, can we just you know get my kids some counseling or whatever? With the consumer price index increasing yet again, the stock market has been in absolute turmoil. What's our illustrious leader doing to quell the surge of inflation? Oh yeah, spending more money and adding to the burden. Don't bury your head in the sand while your savings get decimated. Do something about it. Diversify into gold with Birch Gold. Text LIBERTY to 989898. Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. These are great people with almost 20 years' experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metals IRAs. Don't allow the left to devalue your savings. Text LIBERTY to 989898 and claim your free info kit from Birch Gold. Again, you can own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account, and Birch Gold will help you to do it. Join their thousands of satisfied customers and secure peace of mind for the upcoming storm. Text LIBERTY to 989898 and secure your future with gold. Do it today. Um, well, they, we're, we're doing that because where do you go as a parent? I mean, seriously, if you don't know about trendism or you don't know about homosexuality, you go see somebody that has all these things in the back of their room that right. says, I'm a doctor here, I'm a psychologist, right. I'm here, I'm here. I bring my kid here that wants to slit their throat. You know, I'm here with my husband or wife or whatever, and and the doctor goes, well, here's your option. You can either transition your child or they're going to kill themselves. Yeah. You, what you parent at that point is going to stand up and you go, can have a living, I choose death. Yeah, you can have a living daughter or a dead son. Yeah, well, a, you know what, thanks versa. for the option, but I'm, I'm, we're going to go with him killing himself, so we got to go send us yeah. your bill. Yeah, we got to get him a casket. It's Who ma- does that? It's manipulative and dishonest. And it's wrong. And here's the truth. And we're so afraid of the truth. Well, I spent 17 months trying to save my own life. I spent another year and a half, uh, thousands of emails, thousands of calls to get the first article in any mainstream media, you know, Newsweek. Um, And it's been kind of like an escalate since then. So here's the truth with somebody who's been through it. 
the odds are these kids will kill themselves if you medically transition them. But the odds are it's going to be seven to ten years after the medical transition. Yeah. So here's, here's the truth. There's only seven studies that say that medically transitioning children is beneficial. Every single one of them has been retracted or modified, either retracted with, oops, <laughs> doesn't help anything, or modified with not enough people, five people in the study or whatever. So the only long-term study that was done, it was done in Sweden from 1973 to 203. And it followed 324 medically transitioned adults. And it found that when you first start medical transition, which is in the zero to five years, within that time frame, there is a, oh, wow, elation, right? It's honeymoon. Yeah. And, and here's the honeymoon that happens. Listen, you don't belong. You're either same-sex attracted or you're kind of awkward or you're autistic or... Uh, all the things that, that make you uh, different in the world, which I call superpower. <laughs> but as when you're an adolescent and you don't fit in, that's all you want to do. Yeah. And so we're telling these kids that, hey, there's something wrong with you, and we have a cure. You don't have to worry about getting a thick skin about being different. You know, and then at 25, you go, hey, well, I'm running a country or you know, a company. I'm pretty cool being different. Um, so we take that away from them. We say you need to medically transition because you're transgender. And they start that and they get excited. And then they don't feel better. And then yeah. they start testosterone and that doesn't work. And they say, well, I need my top surgery. That's when I'll feel better. And then it's, you know, well, I'm getting mispronounced. You know, people aren't using, people are using my dead name. There's always an excuse. There's always a, and that's why you see that in the trans community. And then you get to the end of it and you go, well, that didn't fix a thing. Well, because on whatever journey you're yeah. on, you take yourself with you. Exactly. And that's, and that's yeah. the problem. People, people, you know, forget that, you know. Yep. Um, oh, I need a new change in circumstances. You know, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move somewhere. I'm going to this. I'm going to that. Mm-hmm. And, and this is another thing. And we should be teaching these kids to um, understand themselves, be at mm-hmm. home with themselves, mm-hmm. you know, be okay with your their superpower. Because that's right. I mean, I was a um, I was an awkward kid. I was uh, hey, small. Hey, you're successful, was, right? Yeah, you yep. know, I was I was small. I um, you know was uh, um, you know not particularly one of the cool kids. And the, and the observation that I make now, and you see this on Facebook, and and I'm sure other people can identify with this, is the people who were really cool then are still talking about it on Facebook now. Yeah, Throwback Thursdays. Yeah. Remember us. Look at us in high school. You know, all stuff. Yeah. And, and because those, those were their peak years. But mm-hmm. you know what? It's oftentimes it's the people who were different mm-hmm. and the people who were awkward that mm-hmm. do go on to some kind of superstardom in it's life. It's a superpower is what yeah. it is. Yeah. And so I, I like that you phrase it that way because, you know, we need to be encouraging kids who are different. Mm-hmm. We need to be encouraging them. Uh, there's, you know, the Bible verse... Um, uh, that talks talks about parenting. Train your child up in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Mm-hmm. And what that means, there's two parts to that. And uh, and I will encourage people this who are new parents, train them up in the way that they should go. That means that we as parents, our job is to find out who that human being is. What are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? Mm-hmm. Who is this unique creature in Christ? And now I'm going to pour into that as their parent. Yeah. And a lot of people who don't have strong parents or, or have parents who are trying to make them little mini-me's mm-hmm. are where some of that goes sideways, I think. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you might have an awkward kid. You might have a kid who's who's having a rough time coming up and all that stuff, but it is our like most sacred responsibility is to figure out how to 
affirm them for who they really are, which is that it's unique no, it's not, creature those in Christ. Words are just wow. So well, powerful. that's why they do those euphemisms yeah. because they are evil bastards. Excuse I agree me. with you on that. I agree with you. And I, believe me, I'm not not a. I don't believe the way that you do. Yeah. But there is there is a sense of evil here, and and the evil is this: is that every child that they convince that's transgender, I mean, that's one point three million dollars just in cross sex hormones. That's not complications. Yeah. That's not surgeries. That's nothing in a time frame where Netflix is flipping out. They want two dollars more a month. That's the business model, right? Yeah. What am I going to make? How long am I going to make it? And can I stick them? On this I, I path. Was, I was mocked at the very beginning of this for saying that this is a money maker. Oh, this is money. Um, and, I, and I said it right, right at the beginning before anybody else was talking about this, because I, you know, I have a background in, in you know, the medical insurance business and, mm-hmm. and things like that, and I've seen you know, kind of what goes on behind the scenes in these things. Mm-hmm. And there are tremendous dollar signs for having somebody be on this track. Let me it give is you a track. some of those. Let me give you some of those numbers. Some of those numbers. Lupron, which is the the puberty blocker. Yeah. Okay. So Lupron is a is a drug. It's it's yeah. the puberty blocker. What? So the company that makes Lupron was sued in 2003 for false advertising and bribery. They were deemed a criminal enterprise by the U.S. government, forced to pay $824 million, more than the first uh, Oxycontin scandal. Wow. This is the company that's telling you that puberty blockers are safe. And you can just put pause on puberty. Yeah. And here's the truth. The truth is, is that it's not FDA approved to use against gender dysphoric. There are no long-term studies, but what we do see is things that the media here in the United States is not telling you, which is Kalowinski in, in Sweden just shut down their gender clinic. Do you know why? Why? Well, puberty blockers are starting to cause the girls that are taking them, their spines aren't fusing together right. Yeah. There's a documentary in Sweden where the girls are like walking like this. Yeah, osteoporosis, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, it's a different kind. The boys are getting osteoporosis, oh, and the girls, are, their spines are not fusing together. But we don't know. We don't know why. Yeah. Because there hasn't been one long-term study done. There hasn't been one long-term study done because there's no doctor in the universe that will sign on that. And here's, here's the kicker. When you prescribe Lupron to me or you as adults, and then you prescribe Lupron to your child, eight times more profitable when it's prescribed to a child. So here's the numbers. In 2017, there were 98,000 children that claimed to be transgender here in the United States. If those 98,000 were on Lupron, it would generate $4 billion. Wow. Fast forward four years later, and that number has gone from 98 to 200,000. So now we're at 14 billion. It just came out that we're a little under 500,000 now. I haven't even done the, I haven't done the math yet. So there's just increasing the cost as this thing becomes a market. Yep. Is that is that it? it absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And and wow. I and you've been in the medical field before and here's the thing, there are Excel's spreadsheets. They know when this is going to stop. They know when the carnage is going to come over. They know when the suicide epidemic is coming. We call it the seven to ten year suicide edge in the the trans community. Yeah, because you kind of realize that, hey, wait a second. Happiness is an inside job. Not cosmetic surgery doesn't make you happy. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a great phrase. Happiness is an inside job. Yeah, so here's my ex-mother-in-law. I love her to death. hate her, too. She's an evangelical, (laughs) too, by the way. Uh, Yes, she's hilarious. Anyway, she's great. Happiness is an inside job. Um, so <laughs> this is all going to spill, o- spill over. Yeah. This is all going to spill over. And here's what needs to happen. The head of the Lupron, the head of Boston Children's Hospital, all these doctors that know what's happening, these people need to go to prison 
because nobody t- makes these people go to prison. They are butchering an entire generation of children no, for and they, money. And, and unfortunately, we don't hold people accountable. They need things. to be. I, I, I find it amazing because, um, you know, libs of TikTok and Matt Walsh and others who have been exposing, like, what Boston Children's Hospital yeah. you know, put on their own website and put in their own videos and all that stuff. And the... Um, the term gaslighting is overused now, but you see all of these people come out and go, mm-hmm. oh, no, that's not happening. You guys are lying. That's misinformation. No, it's not misinformation. And we're just, and we're just posting their own words and their own videos and their yeah. own websites. And then I got criticized because I said, oh, look, they doctored it because like the very next day they removed these things. Well, the Internet's forever, right? So people mm-hmm. captured all of it. Then they went and they scrubbed their site from, uh, for a lot of this stuff. And I'm like, wait a second, doctored is exactly what they're doing. That was an appropriate term that I used. Yeah. What are you saying? Oh, no, it's not happening. If you want to know what the left's real plan is for your kids, just look at the reaction to the work Patriot Mobile did in multiple school districts in Texas. The left is losing their minds. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative mobile phone provider and a force for conservative values. This is because they take a portion of your bill and fund conservative causes and candidates who believe in the sanctity of life, freedom of speech, the Second Amendment, and they're winning. Patriot Mobile has affordable plans for you, your family, even your business. They offer the same nationwide coverage as major carriers because they use multiple major networks. Plus, you're supporting conservative values with every call. Go to patriotmobile.com forward slash liberty or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation with the offer code LIBERTY. Special discounts are also available for veterans and first responders. Join our movement. Make the switch today and a difference tomorrow. patriotmobile.com forward slash liberty. patriotmobile.com forward slash liberty or call 972-PATRIOT. Do you know who the head doctor is at Boston Children's Hospital? No. Dr. Speck. I was uh, reached out about six weeks ago. Do you want to debate Dr. Speck on live TV? We'll pay you this money. And you know I'm working like crazy. I'm, I, I'm in the middle of nowhere. I have nobody supporting me because I piss off the gay people, the trans people, yeah. the evangelical, everybody. I piss them off. All of them because yeah, I, I tell wanna, the I truth. I want to talk about that because you, you talked about it being yeah. so lonely. So let's let's put let's put a little bookmark there. We'll put a little bookmark there. So Dr. Speck is is the endocrinologist in, in Boston Children's Hospital. I was supposed to debate him. All of a sudden, didn't want to debate me. So I said, you know what? Give him my check. We can uh, we can tell him if he does really bad, he can edit it. Went back. Nope, still not gonna do it. At first he was, but nope, still not gonna do it. I came back and said, listen, we'll do a black screen so I can debate myself. You are a doctor. I'm nobody. I didn't even graduate from college. And you're yeah. frightened of me to debate me. The reason why he's frightened to debate me is because I'm right and he's wrong and he knows it. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, on this issue, I think the truth is starting to come out, which mm-hmm. is why it's picking up steam, which is why they're getting increasingly desperate and mm-hmm. more vitriolic yep. um, about all this stuff. That's why the, the hate is getting more intense online. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know... You're you're getting all kinds of criticism. Oh I know you get death threats and everything. Um, let's talk about you upsetting everybody. Oh, I pissed you, off you said, but you you know it hurt it. Um, I hurt for you when you told me this in the in the green room um, that you kind of don't feel like you have a home anywhere. I don't. I don't. I you know th- the thing is is that we've we've become so separated as a society, mm-hmm. so right and so left that 
people in the middle, things, we have a blind spot, right? And that blind spot is leading us to do things like medically transitioning children, and it works really well for a business model. Unfortunately, to get out of that, um, I've got to tell the truth, for, for the truth truth. And the truth means that I don't belong to the transgender community, which is cosmetic surgery. You know, the gay side, um, I, we don't need to be in schools. How anybody thinks that talking about homosexuality or, or transgender in school and doesn't connect that to pedophilia, you're crazy. So then I piss off that, you know. And then, you know, the Christian side, hey, I, you know, I'm sorry, but I think there are some people that are gay and that, you know, we need to live a decent life, but it's not going to change. So I piss off that side. The liberal side, I'm too, you know, I'm, I'm too conservative. You know, the conservative, I'm too liberal. So when you have an organization like I do, usually with the passion that I have and, and all that kind of stuff, people just love me, right? Well, I don't have anybody financially backing me because mm. nobody wants to get stuck with me. Well, that's a transgender person. I can't. I'm a Christian. Or, you know, and I'm transgender. I can't do that. Or I'm this. So I'm stuck alone. And that's okay because I'm not going to stop talking about the truth. And we need, to, we need to stop transitioning children. Yeah. Well, I support you in that. Thank and you. Uh, I'm glad you're here for that reason. And, you know, like I described, you know, we do need to be co-belligerents on these things mm-hmm. because what's happening right now is, is a great evil, and we are destroying very the very foundations of our society right now by we doing are. this to kids. And, you know, and I think, and, and I talk, I've talked about this on the show before, but, you know, there's a transhumanism um, or a transhumanist philosophy behind this. I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff that's going on that... Um, is not as obvious, but, uh, you know, a lot of this is a part of, I think, breaking society so Mm -hmm. that it can be reimagined and rebuilt uh, in the image of the World Economic Forum and globalists Mm -hmm. and other people um, who couldn't do it unless they break it first. And um, Mm -hmm. and I think that a lot of people are hapless pawns in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it uh, and it and it goes deep. Well, right is right and wrong is wrong. Doesn't matter how you dress it up. Yeah. Doesn't matter how you dress it up. And and saying that you know somehow and it, it almost seems like the the bad people now are are the straight men and the straight women that you know have a straight life and have straight kids. So you guys are evil. When in the f- did that happen? Yeah. How is that wrong? You know. And then how we can't talk about you know there could be two gay guys living next to you that you know are like porno people and they're having sex in the pool and stuff like that but they're the good guys really how is why doesn't anybody say that so when people ask me what is it that you're trying to do i'd like to get back to my life and maybe get back to selling because i'm tired of being poor i'd like to so stop transitioning children so if the one thing that i could do is just inject just a little bit that as loud as you guys are screaming about transing kids take whatever confidence whatever i have and scream for me because this is wrong. I mean, whatever like apprehension you have, let it go. It's wrong. Yeah, it is wrong. And the the um, euphemism of you know gender affirming care and all um, af- affirming our kids and all stuff, it is BS and it's evil. And they they dress these things up to um, you know make the evil smell pretty for the moment, right? Mm-hmm. So that that we'll forget exactly how what about, they're doing. But they're abusing kids. They're abusing kids. How about you know there are males that are effeminate. And there are males that are effeminate that are gay, and there's males that are effeminate that are straight. Yeah, well, and that, vice versa. And that, you know, I mean, that's that's the funny thing, you know. Like, uh, I saw a bumper sticker or something like "Save the Tomboys." Um, yeah, because you know, we we all have different uh, expressions of our identities, exactly. and expressions of our personalities, mm-hmm. um, and none of those make us 
um, you know, in the wrong body. None of those yep. make us, you know, oh, well, I like poetry, so therefore I must be a girl inside. Or, you know, it's not the stupidest it, thing. It, it, well, it is dumb that because was God abs- made us, God made us very colorful as human beings. Absolutely. And it should be celebrated. And, you know, if you, uh, um, if you like things that aren't traditionally masculine and you're a man or you like things that aren't traditionally feminine and you're a woman, yeah. there's nothing, there's nothing expressly wrong with no. that. If there's anything that I could step away from this with, with having the, the view, the third eye that I've had, that is that maybe the box that we put males in and the box that we put females in are as not as small as we seem to want to think that it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I would agree with that. Yeah, males come all different ways, and there are alpha males that we need, yeah. and there are alpha females that we need, yeah. and we have, you know, we have submissive men and submissive women. All, right. They all come in different ways, and all of those people need to be celebrated. And just because you're one way doesn't make you strong or weak or gay or straight or whatever we're just human beings i'm very manly and i love to sing musical theater so you're gay (laughs) have you anybody ever told you Uh, yeah oh sorry i didn't mean break it to you no i'm sorry you broke me out right now (laughs) do you know whom you're voting for with every product you buy and every dollar you spend you are casting your vote Devoted Capital offers values-based investing portfolios that are designed to help you reach your financial goals, all the while making a positive impact on your life and the world around you. They are dedicated to educating, engaging, and empowering you to be wise with your investments and to equip you to be knowledgeable with your vote. Visit their website at devotedcapital.com to learn more about values-based investing or dial 805-372-0821 to speak to your values investor advocate today. Investment advisory services offered through Alliance Advisory and Securities, LLC, registered investment advisor. Isn't that yeah. stupid? Though? No, it is. It is. It is it's dumb. Stupid. And I'm, obviously, I'm making a joke. Although, I do of course, like musical theater, and I, uh, I like to sing musical theater. Um, but That's no, it's awesome. a, it, it's a, it's a funny thing though that that um, they've. I think they've done this more so in this current time than we're in mm-hmm. than than even if you were to go back a few we had, years. Yep. We it was like we were more forward. it was like we were far more accepting mm-hmm. of personality differences and, and 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 more of like that, you know, spectrum of, of um masculine and feminine personality traits and things like that. Like we were more comfortable with that. It's it seemed like we're going backwards. And, and we are going backwards. We're going backwards with transgenders and we're going backwards but we like i said our society we are so afraid of of being offended yeah and and i told you this too you know talking about i mean sitting in a church where they're talking about what they talked about today Mm -hmm. i mean it offended me on a lot of different levels but then i understood where everybody came from and it was like you know i'm uncomfortable here i'm gonna Mm -hmm. do this anyway right because it's the right thing to do yeah and when you expose yourself to all things all the way around you actually learn and grow a whole bunch from it. I, I agree. So you know, I'm a, uh, I own a jujitsu school, which the audience knows, and so I'm a longtime you know mixed mixed martial arts guy. And we have a a saying that um, you know in jujitsu we get comfortable with the uncomfortable. I, I say that all the time in sales. Yeah, and yeah. and I think we have to, and we're for whatever reason losing that in our culture. And you know, so the the idea that uh, you know not offending people and all of that sort of stuff plays into that. And I think that that's a, a great detriment to um, all of us getting along and all of us being able Just to, being to have being kind to people. Yeah, yeah, being kind agree. to people and, and and being different. I I have a um, I think I have kind of a third eye with with transitioning that a lot of people don't have. Um, you know, 
I, I was in love with somebody that was very, very religious, and her family was very, very religious. And, um, you know, we had broken up. And, but before we broke up, I broke up because I was like, I don't think that you could do this. You know, and I would hear the, the conversations that she would have with her family. You know, hell, fire, damnation, conversion therapy, you're going to go to hell. I mean, all the stuff that I just, I listened to those conversations and I thought to myself, these are people are the most horrid people I've ever met in my life. I mean, they're terrible. They have no intrinsical value. They're horrible. Look at what they're doing to this person. I mean, they're just horrible people. Well, we actually broke up and when we got back together, I had transitioned so her family didn't know that I was the lesbian devil. And I spent three years with these people not knowing who I was. And something magical happened. I fell in love with every single one of them, the most incredible people that I thought that I would hate. And so it, it opened my heart up to understand that who we are, what we believe, what we think is cemented in who we are, is not as strong as we think it is with, with different things. And it, and it was one day where I sat up against a tree and, and, I, and I was looking at her family. And um, I remember it hit me that, if just a couple things were tweaked in my life, if I was like born into her family as a male, I would have been the worst, worst homophobic person. I mean, I would have been the brother that probably would have put her over my, my shoulder and kidnapped her and put her through conversion therapy. And I remember thinking at that moment that how many people have I just poo-pooed in my life just because of that, that one thing. So for me, it's okay if you don't agree with me on everything. I, I go for what's inside, mm -hmm. what's internal. And right now, that has to happen because you're not going to stop what's happening within our school communities, with the, the Q, the LGBTQ. The, <laughs> you're not going to get that out of, out of there without me. Mm -hmm. You're not going to. We're so entrenched with the idea that you are a bigot, that nobody will listen to you. And unfortunately, you're saying the truth. Mm -hmm. But I need to say that a million times before they listen to you. And that's wrong, but it's the truth. Yeah, I agree. Now, you had uh, uh, talked a little bit about, you know, before we start recording, um, you know, kind of the trajectory of the transitioning experience. By that meaning, someone who's young, who gets into, you know, the affirmation, right, mm -hmm. of, you know, hey, yes, maybe you're just a, you know, uh, you know, a girl in a boy's body or a boy in a girl's body or what, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and they, they become little kind of momentary rock stars, yeah. you know, and then they, and then they get, you know, pulled into that. And then now that's some of that's happening with like the detransitioners yeah. too. And, and you were talking going addiction, to addiction, explain that. Well, here's the thing that the kids that are, that are medically transitioning, there's a couple of uh, things uh, that's happening. First of all, is they seem to be people that have what's called uh, similarities or comorbidities or, or whatever is not offensive to what it, Anyways, they seem to have a lot in common. Um, autism yeah. uh, is big. Yeah, I've, no, I've noticed that. Yeah. Same-sex attraction, big. Um, abused, big. Yeah. Awkward, big. Uh, coming from broken families. Mentally ill. Mentally gifted, musically gifted. So basically, they're all the awkward kids. At the time frame when that's all you want to do is yeah. fit in. And I was that too. I've never fit in. And thank God I haven't because here I am. It's my superpower that I embraced. Uh, but didn't. <laughs> but anyways, those are all the awkward kids, right? And so we're telling them that, hey, you know what? There's something wrong with you. They, they can't see around corners. They have no idea what the future is. But all of a sudden, 
they're being fed in their school that, hey, do you feel kind of not right within your skin? Are you feeling a little, well, hell yes. Yeah, we have the answer for you. Yeah, we have the answer for you. So they start this process, the the medical transition process, and it does make them happier because they're thinking that they're going to get cured. And so they go through that process. They go through that and process. They, and they do get momentary Moment, acceptance. They do. And, that, and they get momentary mm-hmm. attention. And all of a sudden, years. they're, you know, they're, they're brought into this, you know, little, little world of a, you know, little taste of, of celebrity within their well, little Yeah, world. what happens is they go from walking down the, the school from, you know, not fitting in, nobody paying attention to them, to all of a sudden, oh, that's so brave. Oh, yeah. wow. Tommy is now, you know. Sarah or yeah. whatever. And so all of a sudden they become little rock stars and they get affirmation, affirmation, affirmation. Well, that wears off after a while. Yeah. But then after three or four years, you've been on cross-sex hormones for you know four or five years, testosterone for four or five years. You realize that as my ex-mother-in-law, happiness is an inside job and all of a sudden, whoo, not happy. And you have to deal with, you know, being awkward on top of not having the, you know, the years that we created a thick skin that I know that you did and I did mm-hmm. where you didn't fit in. Um, they lost that time period. And then they, they, they're starting to get kind of, you know, swallowed up by the whole D-trans thing. So we have girls that have been on testosterone for five years that will never sound like a woman, never look like a woman. And we have, we have evangelicals. I'll piss everybody off. I'll piss everybody off. You can. We, we, we're pissing off the evangelicals and the feminists uh, because they're lifting them. Like everybody else did, the trans were once again using these kids. Yeah, so they're getting yeah they're getting yeah. pumped up again. They're getting pumped up. Look, you can detrans, you can detrans, and every, yeah. oh my god, you're so brave, you're so brave. And then they have to go. Well, wait a second. For the rest of my life in the grocery store, do I have to go? It's ma'am. You know, and so then they're thinking again. Well, God, you just used me a f- again. Yeah. You know, so I. I was a kid and I didn't fit in. You told me this would work. And now, you know, I've been on. I have to give you that swear button, by the way. (laughs) Now you've been on testosterone for five years and and all of a sudden, you know, you have to deal. Why not being honest with that person? Listen, you've been on hormones for five years. You will always sound like a man, you'll always look like a man. And now we need to look at you as a human being, as a soul. What is it going to take for you? to be okay. Not what you can feed everybody else, not what you can give somebody to make somebody else right, but what do you need to be okay? Because you have been raped emotionally, physically, and spiritually your whole life. And now you're 24. Yeah. Wow. Um, gosh, that's heavy. The The thing that also breaks my heart about that, and I don't think people talk about it as much, is um, they, will, they will never have the ability to have normal sexual life nope. and sexual expression. And, you know, so forget just, you know, kids, which obviously that that's massive, right? You they know, can't they're, have but kids. They, they're sterilized mm-hmm. going both ways. They're, st- they're usually sterilized, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter, you know, male to female, female to male. It doesn't matter. Um, so, so it wrecks that, but they don't, they don't uh, now have the ability to have a sex life either. Well, when boys, take puberty blockers. It's all about truth. When boys take puberty blockers, um, their, their penis doesn't grow and right. their, their erections test you. I don't, I don't know the logistics of that, but, right. uh, what happened doesn't work anymore. It doesn't work anymore. And, uh, those surgeries cause, well, actually <laughs> Dr. Bowers, who's the transgender woman finally admitted that, uh, anybody that has taken puberty blockers that she did surgery on, is not able to have an orgasm. Yeah. Yeah. Their and- whole life. 
and they're making these decisions. Okay, forget if you're an adult and you make that decision. Okay, mm-hmm. let's let's set that completely aside. But yeah, right now, because we make good decisions yeah, too. Yeah, no, I, and I, I I think it's wholly yeah. you know I, I think it's wholly wrong both ways. I think it's a I, do too. It, I think it's a tragedy um, even as an adult. It's cosmetic but, surgery. But I'm setting that aside for the moment of like this emergency situation. Yeah, let's you know we'll deal with the adults doing what they want to do later. Um, but you're right not going to take it. It's kids, cosmetic surgery, but. It yeah. needs to be reality. But but right yeah. now with these kids, so, you know, uh, there's uh, – you you saw, I'm sure, the John Stewart interview. They had that, that you know, woman from Arkansas. It was a terrible spokesperson. She was she was that awful bill, yeah. at it, right? And so so they're using that. That's moving around the internet like, oh, yeah, John Stewart. Here's clean, what I said to John. John, have me on the show. I'll yeah. make you look like a total idiot. Uh, he, you want the truth? Yeah. Have me on. Yeah, he, he would look. He would look like a he fool. won't do it. Just uh, like uh, Doctor Spack won't do it. He won't do it, and not. he will be okay with butchering an entire generation of children because he wants to be right. And shame on him. Well, John Stewart wants to be popular again. I don't care what That's John what Stewart wants. We're butchering children. Yeah. You can't have me on. You could say that kind of bullshit, and you won't have me on. Shame on you. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. We have two major tragedies in this country that I take personally. Poor health and veganism. Battle both by ordering from my friends at Good Ranchers. Well, Halloween is right around the corner, so don't let scary meat haunt your household. Most subscription meat companies slap on the label product of the USA when it's actually from overseas and wearing an Uncle Sam costume. This month, Good Ranchers is having their October feast sale, where you get over four pounds of meat for free two pounds of Wagyu ground beef, and two and a half pounds of better-than-organic chicken. Enter code LIBERTY at checkout for $30 off plus free shipping or go to goodranchers.com liberty. Every item is steakhouse quality, and you can order the finest steaks, seafood, and chicken at half the price of those other online meat guys. And I'll tell you, in direct head-to-head competition in my discriminating household, Good Ranchers just tastes much better. Enter code LIBERTY at checkout for $30 off plus free shipping. Or go to goodranchers.com forward slash liberty. Good Ranchers, American meat delivered. Um, but they're they're propping that up like, see, oh, he defeated this, you know, woman Defeat me, um, dude. who who had uh, who was a terrible spokesperson for it. Honestly, I don't she, think she she mm-hmm. understood what she was talking about, and and what she didn't do was make the moral argument on these things. She didn't make the moral. The the person who who wrote that bill, mm-hmm. her name is Robin Lundstrom. Robin Lundstrom is the only politician in the world that I support. She's brilliant. She wrote that thing. We're going to take it all the way to the Supreme Court next what's, week. Uh, what's her What's her office? I don't, I'm not familiar. With her. Uh, Robin Lundstrom. And and she's uh, she's the uh, God, I don't know exactly know what her. Anyways, we'll look she's brilliant. She's a conservative, uh, religious person. We have hilarious conversations. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with her on things. She doesn't agree with me on things. She's the only one that brings this argument the right way. She is brilliant. She's the only one I back. Yeah. Well. Um, that's good. I'm going to have to look her up. And you should. I'll, I'll see you if need I can get her on the you show. You guys need to back Robin Lundstrom. She yeah. knows what she's doing. Well, I'll, I'll talk to you about you yeah. know, making that happen. Um, but but going, going back to where I was going with that John Stewart thing is um, you the, the big argument that's being made is, oh, you have to leave this up to the families and the child and the professionals. Okay. Where's my button? <laughs> okay. All right. Hold your horses. Okay. Um, 
and, and the facts are, um, number one, okay, I think many of these parents are, are just as confused and just as lost. They right? are. And they're being Absolutely. manipulated and they're Absolutely. being sold these the pack of lies. Absolutely. The doctors, you know, are, um, you know, money influenced all of that sort of stuff this is this is an industry for them and then those kids do not know what they are committing to and no cannot tool. possibly have the maturity to know what they're committing to which is all the things that we just described yeah. they're they're wrecking their futures now god can restore god can give people wonderful lives god can give broken people you know hope and happiness um, so I'm not saying that, but they, but these kids are in no position of maturity to None. be making these decisions. And, and again, the parents are conflicted and, and these other a-holes are preying upon them. Mm-hmm. Yep. You said something that I thought was brilliant in both the documentary and you just said it a, a, a few minutes ago. And, and I love the expression and I've used it a couple of times on the show, but helping them to see around corners, mm-hmm. which is a parent's job. That's that what is it so should true. be. I'll tell you that story. It's actually a pretty powerful one. Yeah, let's do you it. Want it. My kids were probably seven years old, seven or eight years old. I have uh, my twins with me, boy, boy girl twins. And um, we had a little baby in the family that we were at like a barbecue. And I watched my twins kind of circle this baby for like the whole afternoon. You know, I was just sitting back just watching them going, those are my kids. I was just thinking to myself, I'm like, you know, they were just being really cool. And I noticed they were so concerned about him going to the pool because they knew he was going to drown, right? Right. So later that, that night, we had dinner. And just kind of casually, I was talking to my kids. I go, Julia, why were you so concerned about, about Rhett? I mean, why, why are you so concerned about him around the water? And she looks at me like, ah, he's going to drown. <laughs> and I was like, well, he should know he shouldn't drown. He knows he's not going to drown, right? He's, he's like 18 months. He's, he's fine. Leave him alone. And my son goes, no, he would have drowned it. Well, how come he didn't know he could drown? Is he stupid? No, he's a baby. Well, he should know he shouldn't. Do you know you can drown? Yeah. If you can't, so could you? Yeah, I know that. Well, why do you know that? And so we had that wow. conversation, with, which is that being a parent is just seeing around those corners. And I've always said that to my kids. It's not that you're dumb or that I say no because yeah. I don't want to. It's because you don't know if you jump into the pool, you're going to drown. Yeah. So it's called seeing around corners. And so being a parent is loving the hell out of your kids, helping them figure out what they can do and be happy for the rest of their life and helping them see around those corners. And that's it. That's great. So thinking that these kids can see around those corners, they can't. Well, I, th- I think that's a profound and beautiful expression. So I, uh, I thank you for it because I'm using it now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, I had that experience with, uh, with my, my girls, you know, having three, you know, three teenage daughters, you know, they, mm-hmm. they, I, I watched them go through their period of time where, yeah. you know, they're, they're getting, you know, bombarded with hormones and oh, you know, God, yeah. all that stuff's happening. And, and my middle daughter, who's particularly expressive about these things, you know, she thought she was the ugliest kid in the world. I have the three most beautiful daughters on the planet. And and she thought she was so ugly and would describe how ugly she was. You know, terrible? my, my uh, arms are too long, my chin is too pointy, my nose is too big. My blah, blah, blah. You know, she would like do oh, this yeah. litany of things. And, and, and it would take her forever to get ready in the morning because, you know, uh, we're like, Mia, I'm going to take your mirror yeah. away because you're sitting there staring at yourself in the mirror and unhappy with yourself. But it was that she was being bombarded at that time. 
And, and, you know, as a dad, you know, you're, you're thinking about, okay, what do I do to, you know, speak love into her life mm-hmm. and tell her no. And I'm like, baby, you yeah. are so gorgeous. And I'm going through all yeah. these explanations of like, if I were to line up a hundred people, you know, uh, you would be among the, the, you know, top few that were the most beautiful of that group. You know, I, are what are you talking about? Objectively, I was trying to reason the yeah, logic. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. It. None of that was working. And then, so finally I was like, well, I guess you could just have to develop a personality. You know? Oh, that's funny. <laughs> what's, what's great though, is that was what she needed. That's yeah. her personality. So that's that idea of Divining who that kid is—that's that's so kind of what she needed. To be a parent, it's so um, hard. It is. It's a challenge, but you know, but it's a wonderful challenge. God gave us that, right? That—that that mm-hmm. is what we're here for—is to figure that stuff out. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so these these parents, number one, you know, I know that a lot of these kids that are going through this stuff do not have stable homes, right? A lot of them. That's that's so that's a big contributor for a bunch of them. You know, Some not of them, all of them. Yeah. Um, and then you do have parents that are being manipulated by this stuff as well. And then we have and, and bunch of housing parents, big time. Um, yeah, let's let's hit on that because I've I've uncovered even in our local community. Oh, here, absolutely, you know we've we witnessed it. Shh, don't tell the truth. Yeah, yeah, no, there's there's yeah. there's parents that they are popular and they are virtuous by the fact that they have kids that are transitioning. So yeah. they have encouraged it along. It's the same thing that you know again Munchausen syndrome by proxy. You know they make their kids sick. Mm-hmm. In order to, to elevate themselves, and yep. it's and it's an accessory that they wear. Oh, look at my unique uh, kid! You know, my transgender child. Yeah, and and it makes it popular, and they sit on these yep. you know councils. And, you know what's you know, funny? I just thought of evil. something that happened uh, yesterday at the uh, at the rally. Some of my team had told me about it. They got a, a video of me talking to to one of the parents, and they didn't really know what I was saying. You couldn't really hear it, but it was a really interesting conversation. It was with two parents. Um, that had medically transitioned their child mm-hmm. and they were out there and they were, you know, they were yelling at me and yelling at everybody and everybody's yelling and yelling and yelling and yelling. And I just went up to him and I just said, you know, I said, I have a feeling you have a transgender child. Am I right? Yeah. They started yelling at me and I said, God, that's gotta be so hard. And let me tell you, I can tell that you love your kids. We all love our kids. And I could tell that they were there out of love. It wasn't anything evil yeah. that they were doing. They were trying to be there for their kid. And so I broke that down, and as I was getting shoved, you know, yeah. by, uh, there was, you know, different things, you know, I connected with them, and, and I talked to them about a couple of things, and I could tell in their brain, they kind of went, what in the hell did I do? Well, can you imagine, okay, so if you did, if you did transition your kid, okay, yeah. the reason that they have to be so intense and so, like, screaming in what at the rooftops, wrong? that's it. And I, and I've said this uh, I've yeah. said this before um, you know on the show here you know I'm, I'm obviously you know as an evangelical I'm very pro life and You're I've evangelical? had evangelical uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, you know some of the most vitriolic and I mean venomous. Uh, pro-abortion women who are the ones that, for them to change their mind on that, they have to admit, right, that they murdered their child. Yep. This is the equivalent on this thing, is those parents have to admit that they just ruined their child um, by letting them go through with this. And and I'm sorry, you are ruining your child if you're letting them go through with this, because you are the one that's in charge, okay? You're the one that's doing this. They can't do it without you for the time being, our state government um, would be happy to um, take them away from you, and I know that there is some real threat, like they are doing in other parts of the world. Canada, Australia. I'm working with. Uh, I'm working with the Supreme yeah, Court. They, they, I'm everywhere. Australia. We're doing. They. They are starting. Yeah. They've taken kids away, and I have a little yeah. birdie. That, and that's coming here to America. That's yeah. I careful. have a little birdie. It's coming in the next six weeks. If if everything's right, pretty soon your kids are going to be get 
to be taken away. So I, I'm trying to figure out at what point how much I have to shake kids or shake parents and just go, listen, <laughs> you guys need to flip out. Yeah. Flip out. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, push me forward. I know you, if you're not into, you know, if you're against homosexuality, that's care. I don't, I don't care. But you got to push us forward because we have to get people's attention. Then you can come surround. I'd really like to go back to my life personally. I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. I, I don't. Well, I, I, I mean, know I'm, when you walked in, I saw how exhausted you are. I'm exhausted. Yeah. I'm just, I'm trying to give people enough that I can go back to my life. You know, this is hard. It's hard. Yeah. What, what would be your advice right now? Because, you know, I'm, I'm talking to a lot of detransitioning folks, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm getting, you know, referrals, right? Because yeah, yeah. I've been talking about this and I've been hitting this thing hard. And, and I, you know, I have that co-belligerent thought, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that we need to be in this together. Yeah. And I agree with you. You need to be leading on this. Um, how, you know, going back to, to your um, comments about the people who are detransitioning, who are young right now, who are going from that addiction to addiction, what would be your advice for how we treat them, uplifting them, caring for them, well, while at yeah. the same time supporting them in, in this fight? Because they are on the front lines like They you are, are on the front lines. And here's um, the thing. How, how do we do that without abandoning them, without destroying them, without a using and abusing them, you know, as much as they were heroes to the you know, a trans crowd at first and used all the way along. How do we not do that? You love them. Amen. And listen to them. Amen. And don't push them anywhere. It's not your place. What's happening with these detransitioners, which there are some that detransition and find happiness. There are some that are really lost. And when you take somebody as a child and tell them that there's something wrong with them as an adult, as society, and society celebrates it and you realize they were wrong, and then you get told again that all you have to do is detransition. And then you look in the mirror and you go, wait a second, I'm never going to look like a girl again. So what happens with detransitioners in a lot of places is that at the beginning, they attack me for not detransitioning. Well, on what is a woman? I hadn't taken testosterone for 13 months. That is detransition. I don't go out there and talk about that because right. it's, it, it doesn't matter. So at first, it's kind of like, you know, they get into another, they go from one addiction to another. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they start attacking me or attacking me, this and that. And then these people try to use them. And then at some point, they end up like I was last week, six hours on the phone with a deed transitioner, trying to get a gun out of her mouth and find a, a, you know, a mental hospital for her. Just love these people without whatever it is that you want to be true. Amen. Just love them. Amen. And let them be kids. And just apologize. Over and over and over again. And don't make them have to go. This is so hard at 49 years old. Mm-hmm. This is so hard for me. How you guys don't think it's not hard for 17, 18, 19, 20-year-olds? you got to be kidding me. You, got, you can't put that much pressure on these people. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Mm. Yeah, words of wisdom. Thank you. Mm. So um, what else do you think is not being talked about? right now that that you know people need to know um you know within this i think i think the 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 biggest thing for me i call myself a rainbow person right and by Uh, the way if you're listening on radio um you know we may run a couple minutes long so you know make sure that you subscribe to liberty station and you know you don't want to miss the the rest of this conversation (laughs) so i think that the one thing that i would want to say is is an almost 50 year old person with uh with children is the fact that we need, we need to take ideology out of school. I was for taking religion out of school because it's not your place to talk to my children about faith. It's not my place to talk about homosexuality. It's not anybody else's place to talk about transgenderism. School should be a neutral place. 
and how, how we have allowed the LGBTQ to infiltrate into the school system is wrong on every level. There's not one level where it's okay. It shouldn't be in there. And we've come to a place in society where saying that means that you're the bigot. Mm-hmm. And how we can't say the truth, how talking about sex with children in kindergarten, first, second, third grade, when these kids are not supposed to be having sex, how somebody is straight can't stand up and say, yeah, I'm against that. That's wrong. It's wrong yeah. on so many levels. And the last thing I'll say is most gay people and transgender people feel like I do. Do you know how hard it is to do this? It is so hard. I don't have any community anywhere. I'm doing it anyways. And I'm doing it anyways because I made that promise. And I'm here for my kids. And I won't quit. But that's what has to happen. And ever since I've been doing this for three and a half years, people are popping up. We had the little rainbow group at the rally. We're starting to come up. All the conversations that we, ha- that we have at dinner parties, like, this is wrong. We shouldn't be in school. Well, they need to start talking about it because we have become exactly what we promised society we wouldn't do. We fought for the rights that we have now, and I'm glad that we have them. But everybody said that we would start to recruit kids. We would go after kids, and we promised people we wouldn't. Well, that's exactly what we're doing, and it's wrong. We are not a recruiting agency. We're a soft place to fall for adults and adults only. Yeah, well, thank you for that, because I do think that, um, you know, in these schools right now, you know, obviously we've been talking about and focused on the transgender thing, um, but but the early sexualization bigger. is is, is bigger. massive. And Don't talk to my kids about sex. Yeah, well, and, and you shouldn't talk about heterosexual sex. Nothing. In, in you know, first grade. Nope. Which is what, you know, they keep pushing down the ages at which they're wanting to give these at kids. At some point, we have graphic, to say enough. Enough. Graphic explanations yep. of sex. And we, we should get back to, you know, reading, writing, arithmetic. Um, we should not be having any of those conversations. No, gay and, les- people, gay and lesbian people... We need to show who we are, which are decent people, the majority of us. Those decent people, we need to stand up because our whole community has been taken over by perverts. Yeah, and and they're running our schools. And they need to be gone. Yeah, agreed. Well, how uh, how can we minister to you? How can we help you? Oh, Lord, I don't know. I'm, I'm, you know what? I, I don't, I'm so tired right now. I, I told, I've got a couple of people that work for me. I, I said, I'm, I'm doing six more months. I can't do it. I, I work a full-time job. I do this. I'm, you know, barely getting by. I live in a basement. I just can't do it. For, I'm tired. Yeah. Um, if people want to volunteer, great. We could always, um, you know, I can't go to the Nashville thing because I can't, you know, afford it with the whole rally there. I just, I'm, I'm drowning all the way around. I really am. Yeah. Well, um, the name of your organization, in case people want to support you. And... Trey Voices, trevoices.org. Trevoices.org. Okay. Well, we'll put that in the show notes. And I know there's people out there that want to, you know, bless you in the the battle that you're in, and you know, recognize your heart for this and and what's happening. We'll we'll make sure it's in the show notes. And um, you know, I, I do appreciate you um, coming out here and having such a frank discussion. And I and, appreciate you for having me. Yeah, I no, really do. It, well, it was wonderful to to get to know you, you know, uh, backstage and spend that time with you. And and yeah. I, um, you know, oh, uh, we're here for you. Uh, Vice versa. Whatever you need, and if uh, you just uh, want to come in and be uncomfortable in our service anytime, you are welcome. <laughs> I appreciate that very much. I appreciate you for for having me on because I know that you get you're going to get stuff from from other things too. Yeah, so. 
Yeah, I appreciate well, it. you know, we all get all kinds of flack these This days. is a fight we need to take on. Yeah, you know, it's a great evil, and I think this is one of those hills that we must uh, We have fight. to climb it. Yeah. Yep. So, well, thank you for, uh, for joining me. I do appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. All right. Thanks, Scott. Thank you for joining us on Liberty Station. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you like what we're doing, please subscribe to us on Rumble, Liftable TV, or Spotify, or anywhere that you consume podcasts. Please text these episodes to your friends and support our advertisers.